0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, March 7th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending March 4th, 2022. Last week, Ford Motor Company announced it would separate its fast-growing electric vehicle operations from its legacy combustion engine business in a historic reorganization of the 118-year-old company. The new Ford Model E unit will scale up the automaker's EV offerings and develop software and connected vehicle technology and services for all of the company. Ford Blue will focus on the combustion engine vehicles, cutting costs, and simplifying operations. Stellantis also set a goal to maintain double-digit returns through the end of the decade by cutting costs and deriving extra revenue from new services as the automaker speeds up its electrification push. The plan comes a little more over a year after the mega merger between Fiat Chrysler and PSA Group to form a sprawling manufacturer across 14 brands, such as Jeep, Ram, and Fiat, to scale in the EV and autonomous driving shift. News on the regulatory front kicked into high gear with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau signaling it would take an increased focus on illegal auto repossessions, and U.S. Senators reintroduced a bill aimed at modernizing e-sign requirements. While it has long been expected that the CFPB would increase its scrutiny surrounding lenders' practices during the COVID-19 pandemic, the Bureau made it official with a bulletin that noted high vehicle values could incentivize lenders to repossess vehicles at a faster rate. Separately. Four U.S. senators reintroduced the E-Sign Modernation Act, designed to eliminate outdated outdated regulations that require customers to prove they can receive documents electronically before opting to receive digital versions. The bill is expected to meet opposition from consumer protection groups, but should, if it is successful, um, reignite talks on this outdated regulation and how the legislator can update it. Also last week, the Federal Reserve System on Tuesday released the March edition of its base, Beige Book, based on data collected as of February 18, 2022. While inventory and vehicle prices, pricing trends highlighted in the report come as little surprise to industry players, the report offers a regionalized glimpse into the mixed results auto manufacturers are, and lenders are seeing. Um, Amanda, why don't you give us a little rundown of what we saw there?
1: Sure. Um, so as you mentioned, it was kind of a mixed of things when you look at it from a very regionalized point of view. Um, So obviously there are different federal reserve banks that that um, oversee different areas of the country. So taking a look at each bank and kind of what they're seeing in their coverage area just kind of provided a glimpse of some of the mixed results that the inventory shortages and vehicle pricing um, has kind of played out. So, for example, in the Reserve Bank of Boston, um, which covers Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Vermont, um, they actually saw a moderate, moderate increase um, in auto sales in January. So, still not anything super crazy or, you know, really off from the overall trends. But they did see a little bit of an increase and improved new vehicle inventory. Again, you know, improving doesn't necessarily mean it's back to what it was. It's nowhere near... You know, quote unquote normal levels, like pre pandemic levels, and probably won't be until uh, next year at this point, is kind of what we're hearing in the consensus. Um, But some areas did see, you know, an improvement in their supply um, and a rebound some in sales. Uh, The New York Fed, um, however, saw weak new vehicle sales, is the term um, the Fed used. So that just kind of shows, you know, in some areas, this is hitting harder than others, um, just depending on where their manufacturing stands, you know, the supply levels that they have, the consumer demand in those areas. Um, I think it might have a lot to do too, just with consumer demand for certain types of cars, um, you know, cause we know that if you're looking for a compact car, things are gonna be a little different than if you're looking for a luxury or an SUV, vans are still very in high demand, SUVs are still very in high demand. Um, so if you're looking for a compact car, you might have a little bit more luck in the little space, um, but you're still going to pay a lot more than you would have a couple of years ago. Uh, that's my, uh, what I'm looking at, so, you know, that's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so just kind of a mix of things. Um, also, you know, Federal Reserve Banks of Atlanta, Cleveland, Dallas, Richmond, and Philadelphia, they cover about 18 states collectively. Um, they stated limits in supply is still limiting vehicle sales. Even though demand is very, very high, um, people ordering trucks, for example, in Atlanta, are pre; those are pre-sold before they're even there. Um, they're already pre-sold and ready for to go out to delivery. So as soon as they have them, they already have them tied to a customer. So they'll never see that lot um, with customers looking at it actually at the dealership. Those are already pre-claimed. And we've kind of seen that. We've covered that with build-to-order and, and pre-orders a couple times. So that is a trend. Um, that also was highlighted in this report. Again, not surprising, um, but I guess when you're looking at it a little bit more regionalized, it is a little bit more mixed than the overall um, message. But um, and just a quick note too on the finance side, um, even though we've been talking about supply limiting sales, loan volume is actually done really well because those prices are so high. So even though you're obviously financing fewer cars, your financing them a lot higher. So obviously your loan Dollar amounts going to go up, um, and your loan value is going to go up. That that was true for pretty much all of the markets that mentioned it. Um, loan demand also ticked up modestly um, in you know multiple of the markets, including St. Louis and Philadelphia. Um, so we know that even though they're financing less, they're doing really well, and, and dealers are profiting still um, very high because of those elevated values. Now they're coming down. Um, we'll have a story soon um today on manheim actually declined for the first time i think in five months Uh, so this could change a little bit but not nothing drastic it was like less than two percent so i don't i don't think we're gonna see anything like super drastic change but that's kind of the glimpse of what we were seeing
0: great and you know you also dove into cu loan sources rebrand to cinch auto finance as well as you know some of their origination metrics so uh, you know what, what do we see there
1: Yeah, so they actually, kind of what I was just talking about, they saw their loan, like values and like volume um, do really well. So their origination and application volume um, has been increasing pretty much consistently um, over the years, um, especially in the last couple of years, because even though there's lack of supply, there's still that high demand and they've um, expanded into other regions. So they're very focused on growing their volume by adding more dealers onto their platform. Um, so, if you remember, they work with um, independent dealers and then they sell loan interest to credit unions. So, that's how they work. Um, they changed their name from C Loan Source to rebranding the Cinch Auto Finance because they are more, they're, they're not a credit union for one. they work with credit unions. And um, they do want to make sure that they're clear of what they do for dealers and customers. So The idea behind the rebrand was to um, essentially make sure that what they actually do is very clear, and to attract more dealers because their entire kind of goal right now is to grow via adding new dealers on, which will obviously bring more origination volume. Um, And they've done pretty well so far. I mean, they've added, I think it was about eight states just last year. They've already added a new market this year in Texas. Dallas, Texas is pretty big market. Um, Their origination volume jumped 83.3% year-over-year to 2.2 billion at the end of 2021. Um, They're expected to reach about 3 billion by the end of 2022. Um, On a monthly basis, they do about 220 million. Um, And just to compare that, it was about 165 million per month in May 2021. Um, Now, they're hoping to get to that 3 billion mark. um, But right now, they're not doing enough monthly to quite get there. But they do believe that with pent-up demand and with supply getting better and better throughout this year, um, that they'll be able to get to that, I um, think like 300 or something a million they need to do a month to kind of get to that end value that they want to see at the end of 2022. Um, and one of the, the main, reason, main ways they're doing that are, um, you know, expanding into new markets and just getting that new brand out there and trying to increase the number of applications, um, which they have been doing multiple years as well. So they're up to like 372,000 applications at the end of last year, um, which is up uh, from like 237,000. So uh, you can do the math, but (laughs) um, yeah, pretty good bit. So that's just kind of an interesting take on what one, they have a unique kind of business model. So uh, they're pretty poised to do well if they continue expanding into new markets.
0: Right. Well, we have a big week ahead of us. Um, Whitney is currently at CBA Live in San Antonio, Texas, um, so we'll be bringing you coverage there. That kicked off today, extends into tomorrow. And then this afternoon, I'm traveling to the American Financial Services Association Vehicle Finance Conference in Las Vegas, um, which kicks off tomorrow. Runs through Thursday. So check back often and regularly as we bring you coverage of what the nation's top banks and other lenders are focusing on. Uh, Not a big surprise. Cybersecurity, big point of focus at AFSA. Um, Digitization, a big point as well. And I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of talk about the current environment, um, production, everything that you talked about really um, at the Beige Book, making making sense of that. And then, you know, a lot of focus on uh, what regulators are looking at at CBA Live on the agenda there. Um, That about does does it for this episode. Uh, Thanks for watching us on the roadmap and please rate us on whichever platform you use to listen to the program and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. We'll see you online at autofinancenews.net
1: and here next time.